They killed his wife, an unborn child. Now he's out for blood. He'll take down their crew before he confronts the man that was responsible for what happened to his family. They say when you go to seek revenge, you should dig two graves. But these are going to be burials at sea. Also, our agreed father couldn't dig a grave anyway because he's got no hands because he is a whale. Strap in for the Nantucket sleigh ride of a film that is 1977, Orca. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Thanks for joining us for Hops and Box Office Flops, your premier pod for critical and box office bombs. We are presented by RevengeOfTheFans.com, and I am Captain Cash, and I'll be your sea captain for this voyage of revenge, our second movie in our When Animals Attack series, Orca the Killer Whale. With me, as always, are the Thunderous Wizard. Ahoy from the Crow's Nest, where I spot deadly wild sea creatures. (laughs) And from his aquatic home in the Arctic Circle, Chumpzilla. Yar, me mateys. And joining us special for this pod is our guest and photographer extraordinaire, the Zoot. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. <laughs> and it's a, it's pleasure, a pleasure to have to be you. Here, despite the fact we made you watch a terrible movie to be here. Oh. We are. We are so what, sorry. <laughs> what a treat. Yep. Zoot, if our loyal listeners wanted to take a look at your excellent photography, where can they find it? Uh, Instagram's easiest. You can do at uh, Jeff Zoot Visuals. J E F F Z O E T Visuals. Lovely. And you show up pretty regular on like Instagram's front page. I've seen all the Scooby Doo things a handful of times there. So yeah, well, they're well, back. Well done, sir. Yeah, that's a seven year old shoot that's been popping up again. So very that's popular. Yeah. Uh, as for the pod, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B O Flops. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Oh. Um, if you're not biting off the legs of otherwise innocent people, where can everybody find you, Chumpy? You can find me on Twitter at Chumpzilla8 and on Christian Mingle. <laughs> <laughs> TW, where can they see where you're up to? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WriterTLK or on CannibalsOnly.com where I do talk about all the legs I bite off. As always, I am C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social media. Uh, Our beer for this evening is Snafu Brewing's Shadow of Death Imperial Stout. Uh, Snafu Brewing is out of Charleston, South Carolina, and the Shadow of Death comes in a black and white can and prominently features a skull, so it seemed like the perfect beer for our black and white killer hero for this movie. Plus, if you had two or three of these beers, Snafu starts to sound like the name they'd give one of them SeaWorld Orcas. So, uh, like all my favorite beers, uh, Shadow of Death is a whale of a heavy beer coming in at 10 ABV. I kind of figured you'd choose that beer that has the logo with the uh, weird whale fetus, but I guess it was sold out. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Which beer is that? I kind of want to redo the pot. Wait, you know, the weird whale fetus beer. I mean, yeah. who doesn't know that? Who doesn't know that? It's also right? a flavor of Gatorade, doing? Arctic Chill, I believe. <laughs> I thought, I, thought that, I thought that was deep blue placenta. Anyway. Oh, I don't have a fetus, but I got uh, milk from the dragon, so. Close Close enough. Enough. Cheers to that. Well, this movie has no Arctic chill. 
we are going to jump right in to tell you a little bit about this film, if you don't know much. And apparently all three of my podcast co-hosts uh, have never heard of this movie until now. So <laughs> this is special for me. Yeah. Uh, Orphan was released in 77 as a direct response to, to Jaws. I mean, that, that's all this is. This is a Jaws clone. Um, we're not sure if this is a financial bomb or not, uh, because the financial details for this thing are shady as hell. But it made $14.7 million on a budget that was either $6 million or $17.5 million. So either this movie took a massive bath or this movie made its money back, maybe. We're not really sure. We do know that the film sits at 10% on Rotten Tomatoes and is technically a critical bomb, so I think we're safe there. Works for me. There was certainly no sequel, so you've got that. <laughs> just, just in my heart. <laughs> Though, I mean, technically, if you want to count it, I, I feel like Blackfish might actually be the sequel. It's the appropriate sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this Cosby. movie... <laughs> uh, well, no. Oh, oh, Kevin Teeth? Smith. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm, if there is a god, surely mine is a trickster, to allow me the miracle that is comprehension uh, and curse me with the knowledge of both of those movies to understand what you're referencing. But this movie uh, stars the two orcas, Yaka and Nepo, as our hero, the orca, which the novelization calls Nick Finn, so I'll interchangeably call him that. Uh, Richard, the OG Dumbledore Harris, is in this thing, which I assume he had a boat payment he needed in 77. Uh, As the principal villain, Charlotte Rampling, as Richard Bedford, the scientist-slash-object of Nolan's overtures. Will Sampson of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is here as Umla. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I thought it was Umlak uh, or something. Umlak. Mm. I don't remember. He and, was crushed by the iceberg. They yeah. say his name. Spoiler! Ookla. Ookla. Yeah. Definitely Ookla. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, and uh, also of note, this is the film debut of Bo Derek, uh, who stars as Annie and would later show up in 10 the next year. Uh, film was directed by Michael Anderson of Logan's Run fame and was produced by Dino De Laurentiis. Um, probably also worth noting the score for this was produced by T.W. Who was it? Ennio Morricone, who just passed away today. Um, but he's yeah. like the greatest of all composers. Uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, The Thing, yes. which he received a Razzie for, which is totally unwarranted. Uh, yes. Amongst other Brutal. things, The Hateful Eight, that was his Oscar. But yeah, yep. he's a legend. Yeah. So pour one out for him. Uh his his talents I don't I don't think his talents were wasted on this movie. Like the score is pretty good for the most part. But I did gonna... say that the first thing I noticed when I started watching this movie is I recognized his music right away. <laughs> in, I was like, oh, the... oh, maybe I'm in for a treat. <laughs> in the movie about the killer whale that eats people, the first thing you notice is the sound. That's not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I wouldn't say the sound, but the soundtrack. The scoring is above par for this quality of film. The rest of it seems like it's dubbed in somebody's bathroom. Yeah. Anyway. A lot of shrieking whales. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not even... uh, We don't know enough to back that up, so we'll believe you. Oh, that was an IMDb read. Oh, really? Yeah, there's not even orcas that they used for the sound for that. They're just whales. Sometimes you just need whale sounds. Yep. Just whale sounds. Whatever stock. 
Well, IMDb calls this a hunter squares off against a killer whale seeking vengeance for the death of its mate. Uh, to me, this movie is what if Jaws was the good guy? How about you guys? Let's uh, let's start with TW. What's your one liner? Uh, Snumbledore and the killer killer whale. <laughs> All right. Over to the zoo. Oh, man. One liner for this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I saw Jaws. Let's make another movie on the sea. You know, <laughs> let's let's make that exact same movie. Yeah. The producers right. agree with you. Let's ride that wave. <laughs> ride the wave. And Chumpy? History shows again and again how nature points out the folly of men. Go, go, orca. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, folks, just to point this out, in case you find Dino De Laurentiis' name to be a little familiar, that's no surprise because he or his company has been involved in producing several films you'll recognize, including Death Wish, Conan the Barbarian, Flash Gordon, David Lynch's Dune and Blue Velvet, Maximum Overdrive, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and also all of the Silence of the Lambs movies, including the criminally underrated Manhunter, which is an adaptation of Red Dragon before Red Dragon. So, anyway, moving on. So I guess now we take a deep dive into the plot summary. So I know we always say, this is going to take two minutes. I really feel like this one might just take two minutes. It should take (laughs) one minute. There's just there's not a lot here, and there is a lot of preamble. So uh, this movie definitely opens with a hippie theremin-like singing as two whales sort of gamble together, uh, which to me is the clearest indication that the orcas are the good guys here. Uh, I mean, straight up, it opens on their perspective. But we find the Newfoundland fishing boat, captained by Harris's Nolan, in pursuit of a great white shark, which they plan to sell to an aquarium. Uh, the shark menaces a diver who escapes to a Zodiac, one of those inflatable rafts with a motor, uh, and we find out that the diver is a girl! Dun-dun-dun! And that girl girl is Bo Derek. Uh, there's a lot about this movie that... No, the girl is Charlotte Rampling. Oh, it was? Oh, whoops. Yep. I fucked that up then. Um... Whoop! Yeah, it's, it's almost as if this movie doesn't understand that people go diving with sharks all the time. Well, see, that's kind of the thing about this movie that you have to remember. This was made damn near 50 years ago. <laughs> so it's it's definitely starting to show uh, – it's showing its age. There's no way about – no two ways about that. But it's showing its age in ways where it feels like the movie is trying to do something progressive. Like, look, whales have feelings, and girls go scuba diving too. And to us, with our modern sensibilities, it comes across as like, well, yeah, duh. But in the 70s, they're like, I'm going to blow your fucking mind. Did you know chicks scuba dive? It's like, okay. I, I, well, I, I mean, So you're saying in today's world, I shouldn't like try to find a nice little crevice of a reef and hold a rock over my head to you know, hide from a shark? Does, is that still relevant or no? Actually, no, that, that is. That, that, because... that, that's what you do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think that's also what inspired George Lucas and the uh, special editions of the original trilogy to put those extra rocks in front of R2-D2. Mm-hmm. As he's hiding on uh, Tantony, I think so. Yeah, very true. He's like, what if it was like Orca? And he pulled a rock over his head. <laughs> Just like Orca. Just like but Oh, boy. The biggest takeaway for me in this opening sequence is that they clearly go out of their way to have their fish kick a shark's ass. They're like, yes. River Jaws? 
our shark whale thing kicks its ass. In Check one it of out. The most absurd things I've ever seen. Because yes, a killer whale can certainly kill a shark, but it knocks it like thirty feet through the air <laughs> out of the water, like annihilates it, kills it yeah, in one it was, blow, and they're like, "What was that?" A bitch slap that shark. Uh, like the worst part for me uh, before that is the guy who's driving the Zodiac falls into the water and he <laughs> does it in a way that like it's like those late night infomercials where mm-hmm. no human possibly moves like that. I mean, wasn't, he just, so, trying, uh, wasn't he just trying to start the engine and he just fell off? Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, he falls off. And... I can't open. <laughs> I can't open a bag of chips. What do I do? Yeah. Okay. Winds up like First off, 35 that... feet from the boat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That character's name is Ken, and that's Robert Carradine. Okay, so show some respect. Is that David Carradine's son? Brother. Brother. Uh, As David Carradine's brother, funeral, Robert. I have yeah. no doubt. Yeah. What happened to your brother? Uh, you know, he was in a Bangkok hotel. It's fine. Don't it got it. Bangkok dangerous. It got Bangkok dangerous for, for old David Carradine. Uh, listen, I'm not here to shame people. Sometimes that's what you got to do. I don't know. Uh, but I guess getting to the point, the orca does immediately kill the shark, is a hero. And at that point, Nolan decides it would be better to capture an orca because an orca, if an orca can kill a killer shark, then the aquarium would pay extra money for that. Um, and then at this point, the movie stops and gives us a lecture on how awesome orcas are. Like, it's it's literally a scene oh, of a college lecture. Yeah. A literal lecture. Like, no, no, you, you might not have heard of these things before. Which, again, this goes back to, it was 77. Like, SeaWorld hadn't opened then. And it's not like it's 2010 and we know how terrible SeaWorld truly is. Uh, but, like, they present this as, you've probably never heard of this before. But it's the largest member of the dolphin family. It's a toothed whale, and they're very smart. And we're like, yeah, no, I, I got it. I, I know what a, a fucking orca is. But anyway. And they probably think you're retarded. <laughs> we, don't, like they, we don't like that word. Well, Let's well, try the, movie dro- the movie drops that on us. They give us the har r retarded right yes, in the lecture. I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was 1977 again, rearing it's less than... Stellar head. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Wizard, can you bleep that? Do you have the bleep button? Can you bleep oh, that? I'm just going to do a beep. Insensibilities in there. This lecture, of course, is punctuated with their brains are bigger than ours and their babies have fingers too. So suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to come up later. And none that, of us are going to like is it. The sound of your mind being blown. No. I think the name of that class that they were in was Exposition 101. <laughs> it absolutely was. Yes. Hey, this zoo guy gets it. Start, start with this hammer. <laughs> I want you to hit the audience with it as hard as you can. Oh my gosh! Uh, so also, I'm crew- very disappointed here that the the thunderous wizard hasn't called this out as a Frank Walsh, you know, sea bearing origin story. Oh, this fisherman is such a joker. He first of all, they refer to the killer whales as fish throughout the movie. He's supposed to be a guy who's like lived on the seas his whole life, and they're a collection of total morons. They like have one device for capturing the whale. They don't realize <laughs> that in doing it that way, they're going to most certainly kill the whale. They have I no plan. Want to talk about that. That's that is to- like they haul this poor animal out of the water by its tail. Like, what is their fucking plan here? They're to- like they don't have anywhere to keep the whale. Or are they just gonna 
sell it? Like, how are they going to sell it to an aquarium? Is there a buyer somewhere? This is very crucial. The whale is bigger, bigger than question. their boat. What I've got a bigger question. What is Bo Derek's character Annie doing? Well, sleeping with the guy who uh, is supposed to look like Richard Dreyfus. And and being Bo Derek in the movie. You know, the only thing I think that she contributed at all to the plot was she was the one that knew that it was the female that got shot because we missed the male. Because she could true. tell. That's the Good one point. thing that, that set up the whole vengeance storyline, and then that was about it. I think that was like her only line as well. <laughs> other than screaming. Um, also, screaming the, the guy yeah. that's supposed to look like Richard Dreyfus does not look like Richard Dreyfus. He looks like Windows from The Thing. He's clearly modeled after Richard Dreyfus's character in Jaws. Windows from The Thing. No, no, no. We Is can, this we can debate the that thing all on the high seas? It's Jaws with a, with a whale. Whatever. He's Richard yeah. Dreyfus. And the thing comes later. But anyway. He knows a lot less about science. So they pull this poor whale up by its tail where it uh, miscarries and this little rubber whale fetus <laughs> falls out of the whale. And we're going to put a picture of the whale fetus on social media, probably against our better judgment. Hashtag whale it fetus. Is, it, is, it is truly bizarre to behold. Hashtag finger fins. Yeah. They were going for a shocker moment with that one, weren't they? Like, I remember seeing it as a child and being real freaked out by it. I can see now, that. Now that I've watched it again, it it just looks really weird and sort of silly. Yeah. Well, I find it pretty unnerving. Um, it's kind of like if you watch Goonies and Sloth gives birth, like, in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, whoa, okay, didn't see that coming. That that's weird. A hard left turn somewhere. Wow. Yeah, and I thought that might have maybe was you know showing us what kind of movie this is going to be, but that was pretty much the only thing like that in the whole film. I know. Absolutely, you get this weird horror shock. Yeah, that was scene, it. Scene, and yeah. it's like, okay, I'm waiting for that to happen again. Yeah, and you're right, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's, that's kind 20, of totally different minutes. from the rest of it. In fact, I, I'm currently watching it right here as we're talking about it, and that scene just happened. Yeah, we're 20 minutes in. Uh, oh God! Let's face the facts. The, if the whale fetus had reemerged from the sea to murder the entire ship, it's a better movie. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Voorhees style. True. I like it. What I don't get I, is uh, when he when the orca attacked the shark, he basically saved the one guy's life, but then he immediately like chomped him off the boat later. You know, like so there uh, no rhyme and reason there. Well, well, that's before the murder of his mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. He saved he was the part guy, of the and then, part of the team now, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. His reward was they killed his wife and child. Well, now I'm going to eat some people. That's pretty much how it works. Yeah. I will say that they do. They, it's funny because they show the orca. Funny isn't the right word. It's strange because they show the <laughs> male orca with its mouth open, making roaring noises that you had mentioned <laughs> whale sounds. No whale makes this noise. It's this weird, like, almost scream, which is sort of disturbing, and I guess what they were really going for. Um, But then Nick Finn, the the male orca, then tries to sink the ship and doesn't succeed. But one of the crew members... You did leave out how the female attempts to commit whale suicide. Yes. Oh, I did. Yes, with the propeller. Swims into the propeller. Oh, which... Like I don't. There's a lot of stuff in this movie where I understand what they were trying to do. In this particular instance, I don't. <laughs> I don't get why the the female tries to commit suicide like that. 
Well, yeah. she'd rather die a free whale than live in bondage. Than be captured, yeah. No, that's... Yeah. I guess that makes sense, but... I think, yeah. again, to your point earlier, this movie is going for a high concept on whale morality and freedom. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it gets a little preachy. Which, you know. I mean, maybe deservedly so. Some anvils need to be dropped and all that. But, uh, yeah. Though, we are immediately treated to, I think, the kill that is played at least three times in the trailer for this thing, which is what I call the Sea World kill. It's where the whale leaps out of the water as though it's about to clutch a fish from a from a dangled hand but instead just eats a person and it's just it's the weirdest stock footage shot that is like the the music and the tone of that scene clearly wants you to be like shocked and aghast and all i think is oh shamu's gonna get a little treat poor novak poor novak because he climbed up to the top of the boom to cut the whale the dead whale free uh and is eaten for his trouble. I got a uh, comment but, about stock shots whenever whenever we want to fit it in. Yeah, right now is good. Go for it, because there's plenty. Okay, so I noticed at the opening montage at the beginning of this film, there was a shot where a whale, or killer whale, jumps out of the water and comes back in. And I counted during the movie, and they used that stock shot eight times. <laughs> Uh, in the opening, they did it twice uh, with one mirror on one flip. One, yeah, mirror flip. So it was yes. one and two. And then at the end of the montage, they did the same thing, three and four. And then they used the exact same stock later in the film when they Several you know, times. At night. Yes. And I counted eight times. Eight they times. used that exactly same stock shot. I would have guessed at that no point, fewer than a dozen. Your face. Oh, I felt because like you it. see it. You see it over and over again. It's a clear, like matte shot of that right. surfacing whale splashing. Yes, you see it yeah. multiple Not to times. Get too far ahead of us, but like in the yeah. later scene with that night, it's like it's almost like they're throwing it in your face. Like here's that shot again. Here's that shot again. <laughs> Just a reminder: these whales are majestic. Look at them flip. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. but, but we only have one shot of them flipping, so we're gonna use yeah. the hell out of it. Use it again. <laughs> Put it in All there. Do you know how expensive it is to get a whale to flip on camera? Very. Those numbers. This but. is 1977. Roll that beautiful whale footage. <laughs> we got that B-roll. So the the Nick Finn orca, the live male, pushes its dead mate to shore at the fishing village. This lets the fishing village know, oh, Nolan fucked up. This is his fault. He killed a whale and shouldn't have done. So the villagers have learned what Nolan has done, uh, and they immediately insist that Nolan kill the orca. Uh, because the orca being in that area scares away all the fish. All these people are fisher, fishermen and women. I think just men. It's 1977. There, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for here? Lady fishermen. So, Lady fishermen. Uh, gender sure, equality. Uh, so yes, gender equality in fishing did not exist it, in 77. And if we set the uh, stage here, we're in Newfoundland, right? We're in yes. the coast of are, Canada here. Uh, and then Nick, the orca destroys a bunch of the boats in the harbor, but notably not Nolan's. And in what is truly the most genius move, somehow intuits that if he breaks the fuel lines, he can start a fire, which is kind of amazing to behold that they went, they're this smart. This is how smart whales not only know what gasoline is, but know that it's stored in tubes. And if it's near a fire, it can cause some real damage. In a movie full of moronic human characters, this whale 
is a real <laughs> son of a bitch. He gets it. Yeah, yeah. His small semblance of intelligence is more than enough to confound the human characters in this movie. And Literally that explosion all of scene was great. Yeah, that was probably the best part of the movie. And the most expensive. The human Clearly. characters can't even bother to remain consistent about what they think Nolan should do. <laughs> like the, the, the... Rachel. The native villager who eventually goes with him is like, oh, you, you shouldn't have done this, and da-da-da-da. And then later he's like, no, you got to fucking track this thing and kill it. <laughs> and I'm coming with you. And then his, Rachel, Charlotte yeah. Rampling, is like, no, oh, I can't believe you did this. And then she's like, all right, gas up the boat. I'm coming with you. We got to kill this whale. And she gives him like mixed, you know, signals the whole time because she's kind of horny for him, but she's not. She sort of like <laughs> wants to teach him about whales, but she kind of just really wants to teach him a lesson because she thinks he's a prick because she kind of wants to bone him. It's like it's really muddled. Uh, it, it feels like the script is telling her she wants to bone him, but for as a character, no, she has no interest whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Well, as and- we all know, these are Hollywood rules. It was 1977. There is a male lead. And there is a female lead, and if there are two leads that are of opposite genders, they need to get together by the end of the movie. In a in a movie where a whale commits arson on purpose, <laughs> the least believable thing should not be the college professor falling for the ass clown fisherman <laughs> who doesn't know anything about fish and is openly trying to sell things on the black market. And, and I, who I also is exceedingly indecisive. He can't, he's constantly waffling like, maybe I will, maybe you white. I, I don't know. Wait, mm, whatever. Anything else, I would like to change my podcast name to Arsonist Whale, please. <laughs> what, what about the blubber burner? Does that work? <laughs> that also works. Oh, the headlines. Uh, but to your point, at this point, Nolan and Rachel do get together, and Nolan talks about how he pities the whale because he lost his wife and unborn child to a drunk driver. Ah, says, I'm not going to fight the whale. Yeah. Big twist. I, for this, like, it's kind of interesting because it, it's making Nolan more likable, which I think – and Richard Harris does a good job of selling the scene, but I feel like it's too good because you start to pity Nolan too much. And no. the the like the problem with this movie is the orca is clearly the good guy, but we spend so much time with the humans they expect us to be like, mm, well, but the humans are, you know, they're complicated. The orca's only the good guy in the sense that the Punisher's the good guy. That is fair. Like, you understand his motivations, but he's still basically a revenge fueled murderer bent on wanton destruction. That is fair. That's fair. No, I'm all in on this whale just working these fools. And, and what about the wonton destruction? I'm all about Thunder that. We're not going to go down the wonton road again, are we? Yeah. That, I, was, I was trying. I was trying. Yeah, I, was, no. I, was, I was laying bait. I was laying yeah, bait. Yeah, I was say, I, I've heard this podcast. Let's not go down the wonton <laughs> road. Fool me twice. Have a killer whale follow me into my home hometown, submerge my house, and eat my friend's leg. <laughs> But but no, Dumbledore does act his ass off in this. He's taking this like 110% serious. Yeah. I don't know that it actually elevates the material, but he's doing a he's doing his yes. best. It's yeah. and it's it's an effort considering <laughs> everybody else in the movie is not good at all. I'm, I'm not even I'm not even convinced Bo Derek knew what was going on. She just happened no. to be there. Listen, it's her first movie. She's thrilled, you know. 
And then yeah. a whale bites her leg off, which is the very next scene. The yeah. orca manages to knock part of Nolan's home into the water, and we get the scene where the it's a it's weird because it's very clearly a fake whale swims up and takes the leg that's in a cast off of Bo Derek. Yeah. Well, I heard he was doing her a favor. It was a spiral fracture. She was never going to walk right again. So no. really, it was like it's like, hey, it's not your fault. I know that. Let me fix this leg for you. Yeah. You at least knew that it, my wife was a, a woman, so. Thanks, Bo Derek. Thanks, Bo Derek. But <laughs> no, I, I will the, say that the the, uh, the rubber whale is definitely not the worst part of this movie. No, it's not. It's not. No. But I, I like of all the stuff you had with the whale, you feel like they put her leg in a cast specifically so they could train a whale to take the cast. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just it, it seemed. I, I think you're thinking too hard into this. I probably am. I've, I've already spent too much time on this movie. The way they, the way they edit this thing, they just do whatever they could. Like, here's well, a, oh, a sh- uh, killer whale lunging. Okay, now we got a leg. All right, done. It, Call this yeah, thing. see, I, I think what you're confusing here, Captain Cash, is that it wasn't so much that it was easier to train the whale to bite the cast. I think the whale would have bitten the leg either way, but they had to figure out how to get the effect to work. And like, well, if it's in a cast, we can do this cast thing and just snap it off like a Kit Kat. Like, ah, yeah, that works. Do that. Um, what, how, do, how do we get this done quicker? Sold. Yeah, but apparently, <laughs> moving on. Derek getting her leg bitten off was the motivation that Nolan required to go, I will now fight this fish on the sea, which is what he does. And he adds San, uh, William Sanson's umlak to his crew. Uh, and Rebecca, it's definitely not that. And they, no, uh, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's Ookla. Apparently, the only way you can get out of town is somebody else fills your gas tank. So it's either that or get on the boat. Yeah, yep. that was so. Oh, we're not letting you leave. That was <laughs> yeah. Great. We've all banded together until he kills that whale. None of you can the, leave. All the gas stations are out of gas. Get back on the boat. Get back on the boat. Go kill that whale. Yeah. So Which, again, I think what the answer here is: humanity is the real monster. You guys. Well, yeah, but why wouldn't the whole town just band together? Like, yeah, let's just go get that whale. No, we're going to make these yuckos do it. For a fight well, I mean, at the high seas, it's remarkably uneventful. <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves now. Yeah, I'm, Not I'm really. Saying, we're there. If, yeah, no, if, we're already if there. The Podcast's almost over. If the intelligence of any of the people that are part of this crew are in the indication of the rest of the fishing village, I'm not sure more. I'm not sure that more people solve the problem. There's just more people for the whale to murder, which at least would have made the back end of this film a lot more fun. Yeah. And you figure if he eats enough people, it might slow him down. He might get kind of full and That's tired. True. And, does he really you know. eat any of them, though? That's true. I don't think he does. Ooh, he just wow. kills them. I well, think he Bo kills Derrick's for slags. Yeah. Counterpoint, a, a hunger for vengeance is never satisfied. Oh. oh. Damn. The whale is hungry. Getting it's deep got deep. Uh, but yeah, so they they go to fight this whale on the high seas, and he immediately just starts eliminating the crew. Uh, but not before he like eggs on the crew by like waving at them. <laughs> it's some more just spectacular stock footage, waving with his tail, I should say. Well, and, and let's let's be honest. Effectively, the whale did bait them out to sea. He basically said, "Hey, this is happening out here. Meet me on my turf. Or I'm going to keep burning down I, your, your town." I'm just baffled by that whole. Uh that whole section where they're just following him to the, to the ice. So it's just like, what is the plan here? Yeah. Just, 
just keep following them till you die. Okay. The, the whale was all about the home field advantage. Yeah, that I guess was, so. which I mean, smart thing. worked out right. for him. The yep. thing is, they did had it. the home field advantage. The town, the port, the fishing village had one way in. They could have netted it off as soon as he entered, and then just stabbed him to death like he was a bull in a bullfight arena. Like MTKM, <laughs> not that kind of movie. <laughs> Well, no, I, I, if that if that whale knows uh, how gas lines work, it can get out of a net, eat no problem. That's yeah. an excellent point. point from the zoo. Yep. <laughs> Don't underestimate Frank Castle, the orca. That's true. <laughs> so basically, he just kills the crew. He pulls one off the boat. He drowns another. Then he pushes an iceberg onto the boat, which causes it to sink. Uh, Umlak sends the SOS, but then is crushed to death by an avalanche. So finally, it's Nolan and Rebecca get out onto this ice flow to escape the sinking ship. The orca yeah. separates like a little bit of the of the ice flow with Nolan on it, and like it's this steals so hard from Jaws. Like I don't know how they didn't get sued because the orca jumps up, lands on one side of the ice, causes the ice to tilt up, and Nolan to slide toward the orca's jaws. Exactly like the scene in Jaws. But, like, he didn't, but he didn't go into the mouth, though. Yeah, yep. he, he doesn't bite him in half. Instead, he Bait falls into the water. Yeah. The orca swims around him and basically flips him with his tail into the air and crushes him against the ice. You're like, and he just... Could he slide into the mouth? Sure. But let's make something a little bit you know, more anticlimactic and flip yes. him with his tail. What's and, the least interesting thing we could do here? And oh, I mentioned this earlier. After he hits the water, it's a solid minute before he's flipped to the shore and then yeah. slides down into the water again. They give you a good 50-something seconds of that whale circling him before he gets flipped into the what? iceberg and killed. It's a remarkable what will he do? Yeah, attempted building L- tension for him just to paddle him in the ass across the across the icebergs revenge is a fine wine you want to savor it you want to take a couple swims around the the guy responsible for murdering your family let him really just pee his pants good before you kill him and and i'd like to point out that that's one thing i find counter to the message the movie is trying to give you is when you see how sadistic the whale is it makes him less sympathetic like you want to root for the whale at certain points but he's so destructive and vindictive it's like wait a minute he's enjoying this he's savoring the murdering like i think this whale might be a psycho if you're not a uh, human-handed whale baby was murdered in cold blood you'd be pretty sadistic too that's all it would take frank castle hashtag whale fetus hashtag whale arsonist but anyway, that's and that's it. The orca gives Rebecca a look before he swims under the ice flow and the credits roll. That's the movie. So are we assuming the orca does not come up from under the ice? That, yeah, I, I found that to be an interesting take on that final scene. Some folks think that the whale is unable to resurface. And the way they the, ang- the angles they shot made it feel like there's no opening. It's all ice. I, uh, I, I think that's yeah. a fair take. I feel like if they had more budget they would have shown the helicopter taking her away only to have the orca jump 35 feet out of the water to eating the helicopter hole. Yeah. And then, and I then, would have and then, seen that. That would yes. Be way better. And then, and then she wakes up in a hospital bed. <gasps> uh, I guess this one didn't have the budget of Con Air, huh? No. 
too bad. We're too Friday bad. the 13th. All right. So at the end of the day, how many beers do you need to have a good time with this movie? Uh, let's start with Chumpy. Oh, um, I would give this a four beer rating um, just because it starts pretty slow. So you need a couple there in that first like third just to kind of get in the mood. And then once the whale murdering starts, it's it's, you know, interesting. I think the only real drawback I have on this movie, aside from just the general 70s sensibilities, is the really awful sound editing and dubbing. It's just really off putting. It's like. Like I said, it sounds like a lot of the dialogue was recorded in somebody's bathroom and then like dubbed over the film. But yeah, four beers. It's it's something, you know. Four. All right. Over to Zoo. Uh, I'd say only two beers, but they have to be double digit in alcohol content. Yeah, that's fair. I'm willing to allow that <laughs> that that qualification because Yeah, I gotta feel kinda numb getting through this one. And honestly, I think all of our scores should add one beer just for the whale fetus. Like when you see the whale fetus, finish your just drink. drink. No, yeah. that's a that's a that's a that's a shot for that. That's a shot. Yeah. 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 That's a shot. All Two right. beers and a shot. <laughs> T.W. How many beers? This movie for literally like the credits start rolling at like an hour and twenty five minutes is so boring, <laughs> and for an hour and twenty five minute movie, a good thirty minutes of it are just reused footage of whales swimming and Charlotte Rampling narrating or just doing ex- bits of exposition and to ignore all this you just have to start chugging beers it's at least four to five you can get through in, in the time this movie because not even the kills are interesting yeah I think that's probably the, the biggest challenge for this movie is this you you came here to watch a whale kill people in interesting ways and they don't ultimately pay off on yeah, that. It's always pretty much all the same kill. It's just like snap yep. the jaws off of the side of the boat it's and swam off with. Always some asshat in a position he should not be in, knowing full well that this murderous bastard is right beneath him, and then he gets eaten, and it's a rubber body in the mouth of a rubber whale falling into the water. The only interesting one was Bo Derek, and she didn't even die. So yeah, I mean, I I feel like for me this is a three beer movie. It's 90 minutes, so a beer every 30 or so minutes. Keep things nice and fuzzy. Uh, but it's, you know, it's not terrible as, a, as an overall film, but it's, it's also not good. I mean, it's, a, it genre, comes... it's a genre film. I mean, yeah, this is right? clearly a man versus beast movie. That's what it is. Um, it's interesting, I think, in the fact that it does compare to Jaws, obviously. I mean, the producers are on the record saying, hey, get me a fish you know, that's more badass than a shark. Yeah. Um, right. And, and they, they wink at it hard enough that it's self-aware. They're like, okay, like they know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, it, it's a cheap Italian production in the end. And, and that, that shows. Uh, but, that, and that segues nicely into the real question here, which is, did this movie deserve to flop, which it may or may not have done again, Hollywood financials are fuzzy. Yeah. Hey, I'll jump on this first. And, I, you know, it des- deserve to flop. I mean, no, not really. I think it definitely doesn't deserve a sequel. There's nothing in this movie that made me want to see more. Mm. Uh, like, I'm not like, oh, I'd like to see what else they could do with like, hey, could they double the budget? What could they do with double the budget? Nah, I'm cool. Thanks. This was an interesting period piece. It was a it's a it's a fun artifact of the post Jaws cinematic landscape. But, yeah, I think one movie is enough. Well, one and done. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. W, what's mm-hmm. your 
deserved a flop or no? They clearly made it very quickly to capitalize on some somebody else's achievement. Uh, it deserved a flop because the script is not good at all. And for an hour and 25 minute movie, almost nothing happens. They couldn't even fill an hour and 25 minutes with interesting stuff. Yeah, I think the I... only scene I like is when he decides that he's going to light the whole fucker down. Like, that's it. Like, oh, I'm burning this village to the ground. <laughs> Come and get me. Hashtag arsonist whale. Yeah, I, this movie came out two years after Jaws. Like, it, they didn't even get a different type of animal. They just went, what if smart Jaws? And they made that movie. It, there's no way this didn't deserve a flop. Hold on, whales are mammals. Those are totally different. What did I say? <laughs> He said, I mean, I'm just making the joke that the, uh, the whales are mammals versus oh, the fish. Right. They're not fish. the same kind of animal. They're different animals. They're, yes. they're not fish. Whales are mammals. Yes, that's true. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just, it, there's no way it didn't deserve it to flop. Like, the deaths aren't all that scary. It's a bunch of quick cuts with an orca prop. I just, I, the actors do a good job, and it's not octo shark bad, but it's not good enough. <laughs> I commend them on their bravery to give us a cold and hard look at a late term whale abortion that's not something you see on film very often that's true that's, that's an ill society turns a blind eye towards and this movie gives it to you front and center in the first 20 minutes that's brave uh and, and zoot deserve to flop or not oh definitely it it they were trying to take themselves way too seriously and everybody saw through it and knew exactly what it was just trying to profit off of jaws and uh, it's just a shame there's uh, some decent actors involved in it, but uh, you know, it, it did not deserve to be uh, well re, you know, uh, yeah. a film that was well regarded. Yeah. Still, it's fun for a couple of drinks. Like I just exactly. Yeah, we mentioned this, but Dino De Laurentiis, upon seeing Jaws, is reported to have said, "Find me a fish bigger and more terrible than a great white." Yeah. And this is the movie we got. <laughs> All they had to do was uh, look at the name of the boat in Jaws, you know? Oh, I know, literally. Orca. All right, well, when we come back, we've got a couple more questions and a trivia challenge. So hang tight, and we'll be back. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by RevengeOfTheFans.com. With me are Chumpzilla the Thunderous Wizard, and our special guest, the photographer extraordinaire, Zoot. Uh, we are talking about Orca, the most knockoffiest Jaws clone that ever swam the seas. And I want to start the next part of this conversation asking, who wins in a fight, Jaws versus Orca? Subcategory, Quint versus Nolan. So as a movie, Jaws wins every day. We all agree with that. Jaws is a, le a legitimate classic. You guys never heard of Orca. But <laughs> Jaws and Jaws, Nick the Orca from Orca, who wins? Uh, so this is pretty clear. Science, real science would dictate that the Orca would win. But even movie science, the Orca emerges victorious in this movie. Jaws gets blown up. So the Orca... You know, he wins the day. I'd have to go with him. Now, Quentin Nolan. Nolan sucks. He's not good at anything. He <laughs> He's kind of useless. It's very difficult for me to believe he was a fisherman. 
And it all comes down to this point. When the USS Indianapolis goes down, Quint is treading water for hours as sharks encircle him, eating his mates from this legendary U.S. ship. He survives. And then he leads his life murdering whales for sport. Nolan... Sharks. Yeah, murdering sharks for sport. Nolan falls off an iceberg, lasts 60 seconds, gets tail flapped into a big piece of ice and is dead. He's over. It's a, it's done. Wrap it. So your money is on the orca and Quint. Yes. All right. And Quint would have killed this whale, hundred percent. Ah, okay. Maybe that's the better question. Hmm. All right. That's we'll a over final here. final round. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So then we kick it over to to Zoot. What do you think? Jaws uh, versus orca. Quint versus Nolan. I mean, you hate to say that an icon like Jaws would lose, but yeah, I, I'd have to say I'd you know give it to the Orca. Uh, there's just no reason not to, besides just wanting Jaws to win. Uh, but yeah, as far as Nolan and Quint, I mean, geez, pick another character. Pick I, I'd pick the mayor to beat Nolan. I mean, ooh, does Hooper beat Nolan? Yeah, a, Nolan's just worthless, man. <laughs> I, I feel like Cooper and Nolan, that would be an epic slap fight. <laughs> I feel like that could be a thing. Oh, man. So do you think Quint can take the Orca? Um, probably the right circumstances, yeah. I think I, I think he could take him. I'm of the belief that Quint versus the Orca, they would reach an accord. They'd be like, listen, I just want to kill all the sharks. And the whale would be like, fuck, yeah, I want to kill all the sharks, too. Let's be friends. Maybe Hell, yeah, Quint. Well, they might I'll, I'll say maybe uh, after you. maybe Quint rides off into the on the orca's back into the sunset. That's that's the movie I want, frankly. <laughs> just like last minute, as Quint is sliding into Jaws's mouth, the orca just shows up and blows that shark thirty feet out of the water, and Quint just gives the the orca a big hug, and off into the sunset, swimming away. High fives a little fetus on the side, and now they're off. <laughs> Just an elaborate special <laughs> high-five handshake. All right, Chumpy, anything to add? Who wins in a fight? Jaws versus Orca, Quint versus Nolan and or Richard Dreyfus versus Nolan. I would draw a comparison between our two protagonists here, our animal protagonists here, uh, in the vein of slasher films. And I would say that Jaws is more like Michael Myers. And you've got something more in the vein of Jason Voorhees and the Orca. So I think the Orca is more resourceful. He's less of a single-minded slasher killer. And that's why I'll give Nick, the Orca, the advantage over Jaws. Because Jaws is just kind of a one, you know, single-minded killing machine. Whereas the Orca, you know, he's more thoughtful. He's more resourceful. He tries to burn down the town and he tries to isolate, you know, the fishermen. So I give him a tactical advantage there. But yeah, as far as the human characters go, yeah, it's Quint, hands down. Dumbledore's useless. <laughs> no, Period. I agree God with you. No goddamn bit of Wingardium Leviosa gets your ass out of a fight with. He even turns out to be, what, the Emperor of Rome at one point, right? Marcus exactly. Aurelius? Yeah. Richard Harris had a storied career. He did. This is not remembered as part of it. And thank He's a hell of an actor and a hell of a drinker. I did not know about this movie until now. I kind of almost wish that this didn't put a stain on his career as it did. <laughs> All right, so 
I asked you all of that question to truly ask you this next question, oh. which is apparently had this been successful, a sequel was planned, but not in the vein of Jaws where we get like Jaws 2 and it's just the, the orca attacking more people. Instead, it would have been a team-up movie, Kong versus Orca. And <laughs> this is important. They would have both been cyborgs. So, my question to you, who wins in a fight, Cyber Kong or Robo Orca? And I am willing to allow this consideration because in water, obviously, Robo Orca wins. On land, obviously, Kong wins. So, I say Robo Orca gets tank treads and Cyber Kong gets scuba gear. Who wins Cyber Kong versus Robo Orca? To you, Chumpy. Well, the clear answer is eight-year-old me, because that would have been awesome. <laughs> we all win. That's the, that is the correct answer. Everybody who sees that wins. But I, I'm going to give it to uh, Cyber Kong, because I just feel like he would be able to get uh, Robo Orca out of the water, even with the tank treads, and take away that advantage and just make backbreaker him. <sighs> and Kong wins. Thumbs is yeah. a very strong advantage. Opposable Zoop. thumbs. Way better than, like, you know, whale fetus fingers. <laughs> I, I would also like the whale fetus, like, in a small tank, a la the, the stranding. No, kind of like, like, like Master Blaster? Yes, exactly. Where the whale fetus is just in the back there. <laughs> yeah. All right, to, to the zoo. Who wins RoboKong? Oh, wait, sorry. sorry. CyberKong, RoboOrca. RoboOrca. Well, let me just, let me just say that that this question being presented to me just proves that I have taken the correct path in my life. Like that, that this question is right here is just like, okay, I've done my done things right. That here we are talking about this. You, you were training for a marathon your whole life that you didn't know existed. Here wow. it goes. Wow. Also uh, the answer to final jeopardy tonight was the battle of marathon. <laughs> and I got it right. Suck it. Good. Nerds. Good, oh, good for you, enough. buddy. Let, let's focus up. Moving on. <laughs> I want to know the battle of Robo Orca versus Cyber Kong. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it to the underdog. I think uh, Kong should be the you know definite uh, winner of this, but uh, I would love to see an upset at the end of the film, and and uh, you know maybe the Orca you know knocks out some uh, structure that Kong's uh, using for his uh, the high ground, and he no longer has the advantage. That's true. Robo Orca has enough sense to somehow cause the destruction of a city. Hashtag whale arsonist. And that kind of like that levels the playing field somewhat. He can lure out people to the deep. He has the sense to do that. And I mean, Kong's just got way too many screen credits for wins. Orcas don't have enough on screen wins, in, in my opinion. So I'm going to give it to the Orca. No, that's a fair point, though, because Kong's going to have top billing and that's going to put a chip on on Orca's shoulders. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the only wins Orca gets are this and then the, uh, what, four Free Willy movies? So, <laughs> to whatever Kong is doing these days. Bef before uh, the Thunderous Wizard chimes in here, I'd like to say one of my favorite and fondest memories of my small town movie theater growing up was when they had the uh, marquee out front. It's a two-screen theater, so two movies at a time. And the two movies playing <clears throat> at that moment were The Firm, and Free Willy. So the marquee <laughs> read, The Firm, Free Willy. 
I, I, I can't imagine the teenager that put that up wasn't laughing to himself. Like, <laughs> get it? Get it? The firm, Free Willy? Yeah. Uh, it's about uh, dicks, you guys. It's burnt into my brain. I'll never forget that. I'm like, ha, yeah, that's funny. Good job. I, this is, it's tough because I'm obviously partial to King Kong. But King Kong's a gentle soul that really just protects his own territory or fights when he's confused. And the orca in this movie is legit psychopath. <laughs> so even if Kong got the better of him, if he didn't kill him, the whale would come back. Like, by hook or by crook, could be years later, he'd find Kong holed up at a banana stand, <laughs> enjoying life, and all of a sudden he bites off his leg. He's like, remember me? Yeah. I don't forget anything. Ask the British guy. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> so I, I think I gotta go with the Robo Orca. Oh, especially, safe. especially if it's got the fetus launcher. That's <laughs> tough to compete with. That's true. I think no that's, one that's expects the fetus launcher. Three to one, Robo Orca. Robo Orca takes it in yes. an upset. I did yes. not expect it to go that way. I'm kind of thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to wrap up this part of the pod, we are now going to do the trivia challenge. Um, we're going to do the crusading widower trivia challenge. The trope that the aggrieved husband who must now seek vengeance for his wife and or children is a classic one for this trivia challenge. I will badly describe a movie in which this trope occurs. We have five rounds. At the most points at the end wins to buzz in. I would like you to give me an orca. Eee! <laughs> All right. The winner of tonight's trivia challenge will take home Bo Derek's fake leg in a cast. eBay is a glorious thing. You're right. assuming I already don't have that. Found at the are bottom you, of a bay in Nantucket. Are you the seller? That would make a lot of sense. Anyway, so as a practice round, so were we to do this movie, this husband in black and white, has his wife and unborn child killed by fishermen. He destroys the town to lure out the man responsible for a final confrontation on an iceberg. You would go? And over to Chumpzilla? Orca. Orca, that's the point. No, that's Finding Dory. It's kind of surprising in all of the Finding movies we didn't at least get one killer whale, but what are we going to do? A shark's tail. (laughs) Shark's tail? Oh. A, a shark's tail is absolutely the orca to finding, to finding Nemo. Jaws. Yes, 100%. it is. Yeah. Uh, uh. All right, so let's start the trivia challenge. Number one, in perhaps the er example of this trope, Charlie Bronson becomes a vigilante with a request for demise after his wife is killed and daughter assaulted. This bond up over to the chumpzilla, please. Death Wish. Death Wish it is. And uh, that is one for I don't to wait I, I, for the question meant, to be done. No, I don't wait. I lose these things all the time. I take Just my shots the, when I get them. For the record, this, this is certainly a Jaws ripoff, but it is a Dino De Laurentiis movie. And yes. it is also a Death Wish ripoff, like full stop, because Charles Bronson becomes a psychopath in that movie. And you're like, uh, I'm not sure if I should still be rooting for this guy. And then he got a whole bunch of sequels where he's even more psycho. And he if got, I'm not mistaken, sequel, if I'm not mistaken, I believe one of Jeff Goldblum's 
very first on-screen appearances yeah. is in Death Wish. Yep. Yeah. That's. I think that's even his character name is Rapist. Friend of the show, Jeff wrong, Goldblum. Could be wrong about that, but it's <laughs> certainly not life uh, more creative. finds a way. Yeah, listen. Sometimes when you're starting out, you take a job as uh, you know, take a role as a rapist. Sometimes you take a role as uh, Annie, the girl who gets her leg bit off. You got to start somewhere. Number two in the Crusading Widower Challenge, a military vet turned sports pro after his wife and son are killed by his boss's evil son. Uh, in other words, he is the father to a murdered son, a husband to a murdered wife, and he will have his vengeance in this life or the next. What is Gladiator? Oh, Dang it. That is correct. We don't need the... Uh, that is Chumzilla. That is correct. Uh, we don't actually need the what is. I know you play a lot of Jeopardy. We can just, you can just tell me. Gladiator. <laughs> Just Fuck you, turn back in your Dago mustache. Final answer. Okay. Right. Number three. If Chumpy gets this one, he actually takes home the W. Alright, ready. This character gets a trauma upgrade when it is not just his wife and children that are killed, but his entire extended family. He takes Whee! down the Frank Castle. Oh, that is correct. Thomas Jane's Frank Castle. Yes, that is specifically the... Wait, I'm sorry, that's not correct. That's not the name of the movie, so I'm going to give it to the zoo. Oh! What is, what is what is the movie, The Zoot? Punisher. It is Punisher. Punisher 2004. Dang it. You managed to do a Jeopardy what is, but cannot actually give me the title of the film. All right. Number four. In an interesting twist on this trope, this movie proves that you can have a crusading widow. Using a samurai sword, this former bride carves her way into Yakuza. I'm going to give that to the Thunderous Wizard. What is Kill Bill? Bill, that is correct. Wait, wouldn't it, wouldn't it technically be what is Kill Bill Volume 1? What is the whole bloody affair? Yeah, I mean, honestly, Kill Bill was all over. Ah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. All right. All right. So, at this point, if either... The Zoot, or the Thunderous Wizard, takes this next one. We go into overtime. Uh, otherwise, Chumpzilla is looking for the win. This is the third and final installment of its franchise when we learn that our guitar-toting hero is actually a crusading widower, having lost his wife and daughter to General Marquez. Still, he gets to shack up with late 90s, early 2000s, mm. some Hayek. Um, yeah, but I will give that to the Thunderous Wizard. What is Desperado? That is somewhat incorrect. That is not correct. Over to the Zoot. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Once Upon a Time in Mexico yes. is the correct answer. I knew yes. yeah, I figured that. I just thought you were an idiot and thought that Desperado was the third movie. So I, thought, I was kind of confused Desperado as well. Is the second film. I, I what, was, what was the first second. one? El Mariachi. El Mariachi. El Mariachi. <laughs> Which one's the one with Brad Pitt in it? Once a ton of time in Hollywood. Yeah. No, the Mexican, sorry. The Mexican. Hey yo! It's getting deep. <laughs> All right, so Ugh. we got a tiebreaker. Uh, sadly, the Thunderous Wizard, you have been eliminated. So it is now down to our guest. You all Trumpzilla. early for this. Okay. The H is O here, folks. The H is O. All right. All right. In this film, set ages ago, 
we learn the mammoth leader of this ragtag group of heroes attempting to rescue a baby is this. Yeah! Sorry. Ice Age. That is correct. It is Ice Age. Yeah! Our guest, the Zoot photographer extraordinaire, takes home the W in this crusading widower challenge. Congratulations. You can expect Bo Derek's leg in the next three to five business days, depending on when, apparently, Chumpzilla will ship it to you. I'll get right on that. (laughs) Outstanding. In consequence, uh, the Thunderous Wizard may burn down both of your homes for having lost. Uh, he is a vengeful, forget. vengeful being. Never, He's not doing never, shit with those little flipper fingers. <laughs> I feel Don't make nothing. fun of my webbed fingers. Your mother was a French prostitute named Chloe. Whoa! <laughs> she had okay. webbed toes. So that's it for the Crusading Widower Challenge. Congratulations again to the Zoot. Uh, we will be right back. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops. I am your host, Captain Cash. With me are the Thunderous Wizard, Chumpzilla, and the Zoot. We are wrapping up our podcast about Orca, the killer whale movie. Um, basically, to close out, we thought this movie is worth about four year beers, definitely deserved a flop. Um, but before we leave, let's talk about some things we do recommend that do not deserve to flop. Around the horn, I will start off with myself because I'm narcissistic like that. Uh, my recommendation this week is Devolution by Max Brooks. It's a novel or audiobook that just came out, I believe it was last week. Uh, basically it very much fits within the whole animals attack theme that we have going on, but the animals are Bigfoot. Uh, if you're familiar with Max Brooks, he wrote uh, World War Z. And if you've seen the movie, that'll probably wind up here eventually because the movie's fucking terrible. But the book is great. Um, and His, his dad's kind of famous too, right? His dad is semi-famous. I don't know if you've heard of Mel Brooks. Maybe you have. He's, a, he's from an older generation. I don't know. Oh, the guy from Spaceballs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Honestly, I wonder what the breakdown is between Spaceballs, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and uh, History of the World Part 1, where you fall as to how you know Mel Brooks. Uh, but yeah, he is Blazing Saddles. Oh, damn it. I should have said that. That was my bad. That really is a great film. Well, that actually makes for a good joke. Don't, don't want that trip you out. <laughs> Excuse me while <laughs> I whip this out. Worked in Blazing Saddles. Uh, in any event, the, 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 the book Devolution is basically about this community that lives in the Northwest woods, and there's a big destruction-level event. Mount Rainier basically blows up, isolates this community where there are some Sasquatches who basically they take the attitude of chimpanzees, which is to say, you know— They eat people's faces? Yes, exactly. They are— they have a social structure, but when their system is stressed where they can't eat the normal fish, they start looking at the humans and go, eh, we can eat those. That's good, too. So you're describing Planet of the Apes, right? Kind of. <laughs> Except, you know, apes together. Strong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Worth your time, uh, though. Pick it up. Right, Evolution right. by Max Brooks. So over to Chumpzilla. What is your recommendation this week? 
Oh boy, folks, I've got a doubleheader of bad 70s movies for you based on the cast from tonight's film. Charlotte Rampling starred in a much more memorable 70s genre film that is definitely worth checking out, 1974's Zardoz. Oh, oh my you God. guys know what I'm talking about, I right? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who doesn't want to see Sean Connery in a red bondage gear man bikini with thigh-high leather boots, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you who doesn't. Communist. Yeah. No, no, not at all. And just in case you guys need some sort of frame of reference for this film, here's the, one of the most memorable quotes from Zardoz, the giant stone-headed god in this absolutely bizarre 70s psychedelic sci-fi movie. The penis is evil. The penis shoots seeds and makes new life and poisons the earth with the plague of men as once it was. But... The gun shoots death and purifies the earth of the filth of brutals. Go forth and kill. And then the giant stone-headed Zardoz god shoots like rifles out of its mouth to the to the bikini-clad men below who cheer. Ah, death to the penis. If you've never seen Zardoz, uh, I can't really explain it. It's just an experience. So check that out. But yeah, she's like the female lead in the movie with Sean Connery. You got um, time. You're in quarantine. Stick it out. Yeah, check out Zardoz. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can get that streaming someplace for free. It should be free. If not, it's probably in daily motion. Anyway, also, I'd like to point out that Paul, Bo Derek's boyfriend in this movie, uh, was played by Peter Hooten. And you might not re- <clears throat> recognize that name. It's He's not really that big of an actor and didn't do a whole lot after this. But he's probably most remembered for starring in 1978's TV adaptation of Doctor Strange. That's right, folks. There was a 70s TV movie for Doctor Strange in the vein of, you know, the uh, <clears throat> Bill Bixby, Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Spider-Man cinematic universe of that time. Yep, they tried to make Doctor Strange happen. And I actually watched that movie today because um, I had some free time to kill. And it's pretty horrible. I can see why they didn't get a series out of that, because that was basically a pilot for a series. And it, uh, yeah, it didn't really work out. But, you know, it's kind of fun to watch, you know, uh, and with the frame of reference that we do have a modern Doctor Strange. And, Before uh, there was Cumberbatch, there was Hooten. Hooten, yeah. And uh, fun fact, it does feature uh, Lucille Bluth slash Archer's mom, uh, Jessica. Uh, what's her name? Walters? Walter, yes, Walter. Yeah, Jessica Walter. Yeah, Jessica Walter. Jessica Walter plays uh, Morgan Le Fay in, in the movie. She is the yes. uh, the evil sorceress that must battle the Sorcerer Supreme. So, yeah, it's uh, that's on uh, Daily Motion for free. Check it out. It's, again, standard 70s schlock, very much in the vein of Orca. All right. So then over to Zoot. What's your recommendation? What's getting you through this quarantine? All right, my recommendation, I would say, uh, let's go back and go through the uh, catalog of Marconi films. Uh, uh, great composer, and I think uh, this is an excuse to to go back and visit some of his films and hear some of that and, and remember that he did much better films than Orca. And he shouldn't be, uh, I'm sure most people don't even know he was part of this film, but... Uh, Wait a uh, minute, I just realized, was he the dude who wrote... Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. That's this dude. That's this yes, dude. Yes, that's this yes. dude. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. So go back and watch those uh those Clint Eastwood films. Go uh the watch good, the uh, bad, and the ugly. Yeah. 
spaghetti watch- westerns, all yes. Italian productions. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Go watch uh, Hateful Eight. Go watch uh, what he went the Oscar for. That was Hateful Eight. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, just I'm, any of those, man. Go back and watch those. Just enjoy it. <laughs> All right. And then over to the Thunderous Wizard. What is your recommendation? Close us out. Okay. And sticking with the theme of when animals attack, uh, I'm going to recommend Godzilla Final Wars, which came out in 2005. Is, I saw that in a theater in Japan. Yeah. It's it probably great. the most batshit insane Godzilla movie. It has like over 10 monsters from the legacy of Godzilla show up. It is off the rails. You've got mutant people and super fast martial arts fights. And it's wild. It, it, it's as much like a video game as any Godzilla movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I, th- I think you'll enjoy it if you enjoy Godzilla movies. Um, Especially yeah. if you hate the 1990s American-produced yeah. Godzilla because makes fun of that Japanese clown. Godzilla immediately kills him. Yes, he shows up. Uh, Ibarra, the Horror of the Deep, shows up. Multiple Gigans. Uh, Hedora, the Smog Monster, shows up. Uh, King Caesar, Angurus. It's it's wild. It is insane. Oh, and Don <clears throat> Fry's in it, former Pride Fighter, uh, as well as Gary Goodrich. Don Fry is... Uh, you know, if you've never seen the clip of him and uh, the Japanese fighter just wailing on each other, I'll post that to the social because it is wild. But uh, more importantly, did he make uh, Steven Seagal shit his pants? Well, he certainly could have if he needed to. That's all I needed yeah. to hear. Okay. Steven Seagal does not show up, and I'm sure if he did, he would not only be he eaten, would have shit his pants, but he would have shit his pants. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, all right. Well, that about wraps it up for this edition of Hops and Box Office Flops. Thank you to Snafu Brewing for making a delicious beer to enjoy this movie. Uh, thanks to you, the listener. Uh, what do you think of the pod? Leave us a review on iTunes. Please remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tell us what movie you'd like to see us do. Uh, thanks again for The Zoot for joining us. The Zoot, one more time, if they want to find you online, where do they go? Uh, Instagram, uh, at Jeff Zoot Visuals. There we are. You can find the Thunderous Wizard at WriterTLK, Chumpzilla at Chumpzilla8. And FarmersOnly.com. You can find me, Captain Cash, at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social media. Please stay safe out there. Next up is Congo. Remember to wear a mask. And always remember, beware the arsonist whale. And his weird fingery flippers.